This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From beautiful Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Well, hello, everybody. Let's talk about what's on my mind today. What's on my mind this week? Could be serious, could be simple, could be stupid, could be all of the above. It's the three things on my mind right now for this week. Guests are coming up. Don't worry about that. I don't know why I'm always apologizing that it's just my voice. Somebody actually like that. Somebody like pulling up next to the old podcast machine with me, sipping a drink like I am right now. I'm having vodka and pineapple mango lime juice. Don't ask. It's good. Here we are. Woo, these are some weird times, aren't they? These are some weird times. I don't have any answers. I don't have any answers at all. But I might have... Some thoughts on how to get through these troubled times. But also, I want to start something new here on the three things. Going to take some questions from you guys out there in the audience. One one will work for now, right? We okay? Are we okay with that? All right. All right. On the Knapsack Files Patreon page, we have the TNF hotline. You get a number if you support Tier 3 or higher, and you get to call that number, leave me a message, and you get to hear your voice on the air. That show still exists. This is not that show. We also, every month since the beginning, have done a Tier 4 Q&A. Tier 4 and higher, people get to uh, post a question, and I'll do the old-fashioned thing of uh, writing back a response, and I still love doing that. But I'm going to, uh, from that, take one or two questions during each uh, Q&A and put them into episodes of the Knapsack Files so uh, we can uh, you know, have you guys prompt my thoughts, too. I like that. Plus, I like the community we're building over on the Knapsack Files Patreon page and the Discord server, even on Twitch. Every time I stream, it's like hanging out with friends. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, the first uh, first one out of the gate here is from David Triana out there in Orlando, Florida. David, uh, I actually have appeared on uh, a podcast David uh, asked me to do a long time ago, a couple years ago now. And then uh, he was out there for Star Wars Celebration. Actually, uh, like I said, lives in the area. And uh, as luck will have it, ran into him at the Star Wars Nights event over there at the Universal, no, was it Disney Hollywood theme park? I don't know. There's so many theme parks out there, but it was Disney. That I know. And he actually uh, kind of uh, hung around with us for a little bit there. So uh, David's a longtime listener, friend of the show, supporter. And he posted this question on Patreon that uh, got me thinking here. He writes... He writes in full, we've all been stuck in situations that suck, but for whatever reason, we stay there because it's comfortable and it's a, quote, sure thing. I, David, stayed at a retail job. I hated for three years after high school because I was afraid that I would be out of a job for a long period of time. Uh, How do you get past that way of thinking and decide it's okay to take a risk? Also, David writes, uh, that Taco Bell was delicious. Uh, That is an inside joke to us in the Knapsack Files, Ken Knapsack, Twitch stream world. 
David was uh, leaving work the other day, works at Disney, and uh, was on the watching on the stream and was heading home and was using us as an audience, as a chat room, to help decide his 2 a.m. dinner. And, well, we all voted for Taco Bell, and that's what he did. David asked a question about sticking in one place. Sure things. Getting stuck in ruts, and then when do you take that risk? Here's the thing. Just when you think you have it all worked out, David, I think that's when, well, you don't have it figured out. I have taken big risks, as you all know, left a day job that I was in for 17 years. So I feel your pain. That's a story I've told time and time again. I took that leap to screen junkies, which led me to Collider, which led me to unemployment, which has led me to finding a new path and a new way and reevaluating what I'm trying to do. And you know what? That's a good thing. I like that. So I thought I had it all worked out in 2015. I thought I'd taken a big risk. And you know what I did? I'm still very proud of that. Still very proud of that moment. But now here I am again. I'm kind of stuck in some other ruts. I'm trying to take some leaps into some other things. Trying to uncork my mind like a bottle of wine and let the ideas and the confidence flow. And it's kind of what I talk about a lot with depression, where I think sometimes... What's lost in the battle with depression is you can get better and then you can feel worse. Then you can have days where the depression creeps back in years later and then you're depressed about being depressed. And that's a double-edged sword. That's a double whammy. I think that's the same thing that happened with risk. So, David, to your question of when is it okay to take a risk, I think the answer is always. It's always okay. doesn't mean you always have to do it, though. Yeah, Make a pro sheet, make a con sheet, kind of compare and contrast. What am I going to do? Make smart decisions, you know? I am not an advocate for quitting a job until you have another job lined up, maybe. Sometimes, though, you do do the Jerry Maguire, grab the goldfish and bolt out. That's okay. Sometimes life does that for you. Getting stuck in a job, we've all been there, but... Always make sure, I think, to infuse a little bit of perspective, a little bit of outside thought, a little bit of introspection. Uh, maybe you could still make something of that job. Maybe that job is still serving a purpose. Maybe, maybe you still need to have it while you chase other dreams, and that base of operations is okay. I've said before, you are not your job. Uh, when I knew the end of uh, my full-time employment at Collider was, was, was coming, and we, we had a sense. We didn't know when exactly. We didn't know if. It was, some of us could have gone on, and, and some of us did. Or some, of, uh, some of my old friends over there uh, kept their jobs. Some of us didn't, but six of us didn't. So it was this weird kind of Russian roulette of who's going to go. We all kind of sensed it. you know. And so I, I, would, I would get in my brain, and I had to remind myself, I am not this job. And I mean that for the good jobs just as much as the bad jobs. So measure that too, David, when you say you're stuck in a job right out of high school. I mean, we've all been there. Don't let yourself get beat up. Looks like you made a move, though. I know you're doing things. And you have goals, David, uh, like a lot of people do, that go beyond the job, the occupation you have now. You'll know when it's time to take that risk. I think the answer is always. You just got to figure out if this is a specific time. In the meantime, have some more Taco Bell, David. So let's dive into the three things on my mind. What's the first one? Scary movies. Ugh, it's Halloween, isn't it? It's Halloween. It's time for uh, scary movies. <sighs> I don't like scary movies. I've never liked scary movies. 
I can't apologize for that. I won't apologize for that. Oh, you talk about taking risks, Ken. Ken, take take a risk watching a scary. I don't like scary movies. Doesn't mean I haven't watched scary movies from time to time. And you know what? The thrill, it's good. It's interesting. You know, I'm okay with it. I don't like the slasher stuff. I don't like the gore porn stuff. Nah, we're, we're not here for that. We're not going to do that. I'll never bend on that. But the, the ones that get you, the real scary movies that get you, uh, I run away from those. I just don't like being scared. I don't know how to say it any other way. I don't enjoy being scared. Now, in the moment, say like a roller coaster, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's a little bit of fear. You got to give up control. This machine, it's like flying in an airplane or riding in a plane because I'd never be flying one. Uh, you get on a roller coaster, you've got to trust this machine. You've got to trust the uh, uh, maintenance worker on the graveyard shift who comes in tired and checks all the bolts, and you've got to check the 17-year-old working for uh, probably minimum wage to make sure he's done all the safety checks today to impress all the right buttons. That's a lot of faith. Roller coasters are a leap of faith. Then it's then the fear itself, the anticipation of what's to come, the thrills. Can you overcome it? Will you scream? Will you jump? You'll do it all. Well, the difference with the roller coasters, when it's over... For me, and I think for most people, unless you're tremendously afraid of heights or something like that, or suffer from vertigo, or like me, once rode uh, 11 roller coasters in one day and just felt ill after the ninth, and I pushed through the 11th, I was only 30. I can only imagine now. You know, so the roller coaster doesn't stay with you. You have that fear, you conquer that fear, and the fear turns to a thrill, and yay. So I understand when hearing a lot of people describe their love of scary movies that it's kind of the same thing. It's a thrill. It starts as a fear. The anticipation of what's to come builds up, explodes on screen, you enjoy the movie, you get a fright, you cuddle under the blankets, you turn all the lights on, and then you're okay. All right, maybe you think about it a little bit later, but I, am, I take that roller coaster with me. Yeah, I take that roller coaster with me, the roller coaster being the scary movies. I think about them way too much. I get in my head. And that's what I don't like. In the moment, I can overcome it. It's a movie. I've been on sets. I've been in little short films. I've been in TV show stuff. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's a movie. I'm not, I'm not dumb. Star Wars is real. Lord of the Rings is real. Horror movies, not. But it sticks with me. Case in point, yes, there's a point to all of this. Because it's Halloween. Oh, because it's Halloween, my beloved. My beloved, oh, Grace. Oh, Grace. She she loves Halloween. She loves it all. Loves skulls. Loves the candles. Uh, breaks out orange lights. Gets all into it. Doesn't like handing out the kids uh, can- candy to the kids, and I agree with that. But loves the scary movies. So you got to compromise with the special people in your life, don't you? you got to dig deep. you got to compromise. I don't like scary movies. I've ran away from, uh, run away from some other ones. I promised to take her to see it in the theater. To this day, I have not seen it. She's seen it. I have not. So we chose a night. I geared up, and we watched a scary movie. She made us watch. All right, I won't use the phrase made us. But we watched, not my choice, Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity. In fact, I can't even say it. I'm so scared. Peril. Peril. Well, I'm in peril. That's why I keep saying it. Paranormal. 
I keep saying it because it's true. I'm in peril. Paranormal activity. All right. I wouldn't even watch the, like, commercials back in the day when this thing came out. I get it. Great success story. Low-budget, independent movie. Shot for, like, 15,000 makes, like, 200 million. Great. Independent filmmaker dream. Great concept. I get it. So we watched it. And I was scared. Just got demons. It's about demonic stuff. Look, I was raised in the church. You could have your ghosts and your monsters. You start talking about demons, I'm getting freaked out. All right? We don't need to discuss about what you think is real or not. This is even about that. Or not even about what I think is real. It's what I think could be real. This movie's great. It's great. And then we just kind of magically, I don't know how, she pressed the play button. We watched the second one. Paranormal Activity 2. Oh, there's a whole series. We know this. It's a franchise. I think it's finally wrapped up, but because why not? And I'll say this. The main story, no spoilers for any, anyone waiting to be uh, put into peril of your own, it's got some interesting mythology in it. Main character in the first one, the sister in the second, backstory there, all that stuff. All right, good to go. I could appreciate a good story, a good world to live in, some lore. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a Game of Thrones fan, Lord of the Rings. You like, uh, you got some lore for me? I'll take it. I'll take the lore. Not the gore, I'll take the lore. So I, I will say this, I was into it. It was scary, both of them. Both of them scary, simple concept. It worked. There was a nice dog in the second one. Bad things happened to the dog. So I don't, I don't like any of this, though. I liked it, but I don't like any of it. I had daymares the next day. Daymares, not nightmares. Not waking up at 3 in the morning thinking there's something under my bed. No, no, we're talking like 4 in the afternoon. I was in my bedroom cleaning and then worked out, and then I went in, and I'll take a quick shower in the afternoon here, and I was in the shower. The most vulnerable, vulnerable position you can be in, or one of the most vulnerable, at least you can still... Hop out and defend yourself. And I thought I heard a noise, like four in the afternoon. I mean, I hear a lot of noise. I hear noise right now. I hear my neighbors like word, I think, blending something in the kitchen. But I heard a noise, four in the afternoon. Two days after I saw the movie, both these movies, I should say, two days later, I jumped, number one, and then I got in my head. And then I thought, oh, it's here. Oh, it's definitely here. It's something's here. Dear, oh, man. I started practicing, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave me alone. Started making crosses with my fingers. Reaching for garlic I didn't have. Demons aren't werewolves. I got freaked out. Four o'clock in the afternoon. True story. If you think I'm lying, I know I'm an entertainer. I'm a broadcaster, and I take little morsels of truth, and I explode them out for more entertainment value. I get that. I've admitted that to you uh, too many times before, but I'm telling you right now, what I'm telling you here is 100% true. Scared at four in the afternoon. A daymare. Protector of the nightmare. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah. Then I got in my head again uh, the next night, at night, getting ready to go to bed. And it's not like I think, like, oh, in the shower I heard something. But I wasn't, like, going to bed thinking, oh, so, oh I think I heard something. Oh, I think there's something by my window. No, no. I started, like, running through scenarios, which is what I do. I think that, you know, it ties to my old, uh, my old security job. I used to 
I used to drive to work. My old boss was like this too, um, retired police lieutenant. He'd say, you know, I drive to work and I run through scenarios in my head. What's the worst thing that can happen today? You know, and in this modern times, scary is a thing. We're trained uh, uh, for active shooters and all that kind of stuff. Earthquakes. I would, I would run, I would do the same thing, driving into work, getting off the 118 freeway in, in Granada Hills, heading down Tampa Avenue, going to work, and I'm like, all right, if this happens, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I do? So that, that mindset sets in. I'm sitting there in bed, getting ready to go to sleep, and I'm like, whoa, what if, so- oh, okay, but what if something comes here? What if there's something creeping in the night? What if, what if that paranormal activity thing starts happening to me? What am I going to do? And I start getting chills. I start freaking out. I'm, 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 I'm just playing with my own brain here, scared, scared. So that is why I don't like scary movies. And I don't know if I'm the only one. Am I crazy? You tell me. You tell me. Am I crazy? I don't know if I am or not. Oh, dear God, what's that sound? So that's the number three things on my mind. Number third, the th- number third, the third thing. I should point out this is my third vodka, uh, pineapple, mango, lime juice. Second thing on my mind. Second thing on my mind. Charity. Charity. Give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Charity is something that we all are aware of. You grow up, uh, I don't know, for me, if you're like a sports fan, you watch an NFL game and they have uh, charity commercials, right? United Way, give to United Way. And that's when you first start learning, at least for me. For you, it's probably different. Some similar, some different. Along the way, you learn about charity, learn about what's there, giving. Uh, I, again, grew up in a church, so uh, we would tithe, uh, all those kind of things. And then the church would have charities and all those, uh, all those kind of things. Um, I think more and more, for me, I'm finding it it's something that I'm interested in. And right now, I'm, I'm on the small donation level, right? Uh, there's other ways you can get involved, but you can... Uh, uh, you know, you can just start small. And in the, uh, these times, in these times, I keep saying, quote, these times. It's just my simple way of saying there's a lot of things going on upsetting a lot of people. And it's not for me specific to issues or moments, though I'm aware of them. I read the news every day. I watch the news every day. I'm up on things and, and all that stuff. Uh, I definitely have my thoughts and opinions. Some of them slip on through. Um, I, though, look around and I see everyone hurting, everyone angry, everyone stressed. And it's not a, quote, both sides thing for me. It's not just about politics. Politics transcend just what's on the page or on the screen, and it affects you in different ways. And for me, it's tough because I feed off of everyone's... I'm sensitive in that way. I'm, I, I feed off of everyone's kind of... Uh, angst and anger and confusion and stress. And a lot of people probably do. A lot of people probably do. So you see something on the news, and I might have a opinion of it, all right? Is this guy going to be confirmed or not to the Supreme Court? All right? I don't necessarily like him, but what do we got going on? Ooh, but then this year, and then it starts unraveling, and I get my own opinion, but then you go online, and it's affecting people in, in other ways and other directions, right? And so now my own view of it is small because now I look at everyone else and I'm like, wow, this is, this is causing some problems for a lot of people. And then those people have reactions and it's causing problems for other friends of mine. And then, and then it builds and builds and builds. And I'm like, what can I do? 
What can I do? I can tell everyone to vote, and I believe in that. Register to vote. All that good stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Get involved in the process. And a lot of people are. We're seeing this big sea change because a lot of people are fed up. And in my mind, though, I'm like, what can I do on a small level every day? And over the last few months, it's really been on my heart to, like, start focusing on what you can do around you. It's the Rose Tico thing from Star Wars, right? Last Jedi, save what you love, not fight what you hate. And I think that's important. And for me, a lot of that is charity. And over at knapsackfiles.podomatic.net, it's, it's not a plug because there's nothing on that page that's going to get me money or anything like that. It's not even a promotion of uh, my podcast on that particular page. If you go to the knapsackfiles.podomatic.net and the charity spotlight tab, I am building a list of charities. Some are very small. Some are big. Uh, the Be The Match charity that uh, I uh, believe in. I, I am a bone marrow do- donor myself, and that's a big one. And you can do that from wherever you are. And I've got one that's local, uh, adopting an engineering class in Las Vegas. Uh, and it's not just for me. It's from a lot of my listeners and a lot of my friends. Uh, you can check it out. I'm not going to run down each one right now. But by putting that out there, And donating here and there, it's small. But I like in these quote-unquote times where we're all confused, angry, maybe don't know how to react, maybe don't know how to get on in a normal way each day. And I think that's important to realize for a lot of us. How do you function normally? How do you function normally when you come across someone who's, who's broken by events in the news? How do you come upon someone who is angry at the person who's broken about the news? How do you get through all that? How do you get through all that? Meanwhile, you're looking at the skies and uh, wondering, what do we got to do to clean up this and clean up that? And uh, all those things, it gets overwhelming. I've been down and out about it the last couple of weeks. I think you tap into something small. It's all we can do. It's all we can do. Love the one you're with. Love your family. Build those moments. Take joy in the little things, but look outside yourself, too. And that's where I'm at with charity. Things, uh, things are on a small scale for me right now over on, on that website, on that charity spotlight, but I'm looking at more things. Look at what else I can do. Uh, talking to a friend of mine in the, the, the entertainment business, digital media business, and he had the same kind of thing about a year ago. And I won't say who it is. Um, and he was a little burnt out, a little broken by the industry, and then you don't get a lot of comfort from the news. You don't get a, a lot of comfort from the big picture things in the real world, and some people manage it differently. Quite frankly, quite frankly, I manage stress to those big picture things a lot different. Again, goes back to my old job. It goes back to just my nature. Calm. I was a calm baseball coach. Never screamed at an umpire. Strike two, all right, we still got one more. I just react differently. Other people don't, and this particular friend reacts heavily to a lot of this stuff. And he was, about a year ago, he was like, I just have to disengage a little bit from social media, change a little bit of what I'm putting out there on social media. He was snarky at times. He's one of those, a troll to fight the trolls. And then he said, I have to start volunteering. I have to start looking where else can I put my interests and energies. Uh, 
not just about making yourself feel better, but can I create a circle of compassion around me, a radius of compassion around me, a radius of, of love around you? I think that stuff's important. I think that stuff's important. Where I'm living right now, an apartment complex in Burbank, California, I think there's like 20 units. I know two or three people. I mean, by now, I mean I've said hello to a couple. Like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Okay, good day. We're both getting the mail. One of them I know because he was a cameraman for a little bit at Screen Junkies on a freelance basis. But, you know, we're not friends. I see him. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Life goes on. We are all in our own little circles. But that earthquake hits. Knock on wood. It doesn't. But that earthquake hits 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning, wherever it is. We are all rushing out. We are all together. We are all together. And around you is your circle of support in that moment. And that's how I kind of look at, my, at the world right now in my mind. There is a, a figurative earthquake is hit, and a bigger one might be coming. And I'm not just talking politics. I'm just talking about the, just the situation. The world's just spun so tight right now. You know what I'm talking about. Pretty soon we might all be in the courtyard of the world looking at our neighbors. And we all got to work together. We all got to work together. I'm a fan of Game of Thrones, as you all know. And I love the Night's Watch. I love the Night's Watch. If you're familiar with Game of Thrones, great. If you're not, the Night's Watch is a sworn brotherhood that used to be uh, glorious. And it would defend the realm from invaders from the outside world. Um, and they would take an oath to not be part in any politics of the realm, no battles for the throne, the essence of Game of Thrones. And they stand there guarding against the wildings, the, the free folk. That's on paper what they're there for. But really, in the books 10,000 years ago, they're guarding against the, the Night King, the White Walkers, the myths and the legends, the threat that no one believes, the threat that no one sees coming. Well, now, as Game of Thrones has gone on, that threat has become pretty real, and the Night Watch is not what it once was. The Night's Watch is not what it once was, and they're standing on that wall, and they're still trying to believe, and they're trying to tell everyone, calm down, slow down, look at what matters. We must all work together, or we will all be dead. I believe in that, and that's where my mind always goes. It's where my mind always goes. If you follow me online, you know I don't, quote, get political. But trust me, I have my beliefs. And they're layered, nuanced, as most of your beliefs out there are. There's a lot of reasons I don't do it. I just, there's too much hate. There's just too much, too much vitriol. I don't want to be pulled into that. As you said, as, as you can tell from me, it pulls me down. It pulls me down. But another thing is, is I just, I want us all to remember that at some point we're going to have to stand together. At some point, that earthquake hits, and we're all figuratively and sometimes literally standing out there in our pajamas and a tank top and our slippers going, what the hell happened? We all need help. And I think that mindset could start simple charity. Taking it back to the topic. My friend's daughter is every year, every year at her school, she runs for charity. She does laps, and you sponsor laps, and she runs, and she runs, and she runs. And it's sweet. She does it every year. And she's older now, um, preteen years. She's been doing this since she was like five or six. And I think I missed last year and I felt so bad about it. Um, 
like, at the night of this recording, I donated it to it. It's a small amount. I don't have much. I'm unemployed. But it, it brings me joy to think this amount of money goes to some little cause, and this young lady runs around in a circle, knowing she helped, feeling that she helped, creating a, a sphere of love and compassion and interest in things outside of herself. And that's where it can all start. That's where it can all start. I don't know if any of that makes sense. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me if I'm crazy about the demons in my apartment. Tell me if I'm crazy about the charity. But I look at the world and it is on fire. It is on fire. There's no debate about that. There's debate about what will happen, debate about how you deal with it, all those kind of things. Yep, yep, yep. There's a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth out there. And I still hope we can all find it in our heart to help each other. That's why you have to make it a focus. So head on over to the Charity Spotlight. See if there's a charity there. And if you want uh, to highlight a charity, we uh, do it for uh, uh, Patreon supporters and friends of mine. But you know what? Send me a message on Facebook. You don't have to be a supporter. You don't, you don't have to be a Patreon member at this point. Just, just something close to your heart. Let me know. We'll consider it. That's the number two thing on my mind. We got scary movies. We got charity. What? What? What is the number one thing on my mind? It's discipline. Discipline. Let's take it back inward. Talked about stuff from the other realms. Talked about the big picture of the world. How you can help that. How you can comfort others. Now I got to focus on myself just a little bit and hopefully it has some uh, ramifications or some uh, some parallels to what's going on in your lives right now. Discipline is the key for me. Doing a lot of writing lately, uh, doing a lot of recording, doing a lot of videos. The YouTube channel's up and running. I got the motivations with Ken on there. I've taken them off Instagram TV. Long story with that. I just need to get a more uh, bigger presence on YouTube. I need a Twitch stream more. All these things that are fun. Oh, oh they're fun. Don't worry. Streaming on Twitch, I mean, it's playing video games with friends. New friends I meet online. It's great. But lately, I have found myself prone to distraction. Prone to, I'll play one more game, not streaming, not online. Playing a game on my phone, looking at Twitter, watching a point, another pointless YouTube video. And I'm not talking about the Star Wars, Star Wars videos. Those are very full of points. No, no, no. Just letting my mind go. And you know it when you do it. You feel it when you do it. And it's not just about accomplishing things. You know? I need the discipline to accomplish things. I'm working on some stuff right now. Can't share it yet, but I will. It's cool. It's cool stuff. Um... So I need to get that done. And distractions, well, they keep me from that. They keep me from my work. For you out there, it might be keeping you from what you want to accomplish. Maybe, like we talked up top, you want to take that big risk, but you're distracted by it. It spirals from there. And I've become listless and despondent. Not quite depressed, but getting there, you know? And that's where it all starts. It all starts from that. Allowing myself 
to get distracted, which means I don't accomplish little tasks, little tasks I want to get to or, or need to get to. And that includes things around the house, or that includes things you got to do this weekend. Uh, maybe it's uh, saying hello to a relative you haven't talked to in a while, or calling up a parent, or saying seeing a friend. We've talked before about making sure getting stuff done, really targeting it, and saying I'm going to do it and doing it. That's important. Well, lately I have been struggling with discipline and distraction, letting the distractions slip in. Sometimes, hey, life just gets busy, and you got to allow for that. And don't beat yourself up for that. But lately I have been just willingly, knowingly going, ah, it's okay. I can do it tomorrow. That is the death of production and progress. And that leads to a crumbling of your soul. All those things start small. The good stuff starts small. The charities start small. The healing starts small. So does the complete crumbling of your plans, goals, and self-esteem start small. So lately I've been doing that, and I've got to work more towards not allowing myself to be distracted. Imagine what you can accomplish. The internet is here to stay, obviously. I think by, I think like 1993, we could have turned back from the internet, right? What we got here? Al Gore, what have you presented with us? Eh, I think we'll pass. The internet is, thankfully, part of our lives. Social media, part of our lives. I have a career because of social media. I was able to leave my day job and go into an industry that did not exist when my job began in 1998. If you've gone to me in 1998, said, Ken, you've moved to L.A. to get into comedy and do screenwriting and do sketch comedy, and you think that you're going to win an Oscar or be on Saturday Night Live. No, no, no. What's going to get you out of here is you're going to talk into your computer. You're going to videotape yourself and load it up to your, onto your computer and your phone. And people will like what you say, generally. Yeah, 70%. And that is going to lead you to leave this job. First, I'll be like, great, what is that, next week? No, no, 17 years. Oh, 17 years. 17 years. So all that's here. I'm glad it's here. I'm not one of those people that wants to burn it all down. I might one day delete my Facebook. I don't know. But I still have my LinkedIn page and my MySpace page, my Friendster page. Actually, LinkedIn's changed. I, I used to make jokes about LinkedIn, but being unemployed, LinkedIn's a valuable resource. Um, but I still have those things. So I don't know if I'll ever actually delete my Facebook page. But there's times where I'm like, I don't need this anymore. There's nothing about this I need. But at the end of the day, I think it's all, I think it's all good. Talk about earthquakes earlier. I feel a rumbling. What do I go to first? I don't turn on the news. Ah, oh, I think there was an earthquake. Let me turn on NBC Channel 4 Los Angeles. No, no, I go to Twitter. And that's how you confirm. I follow a, a, a Twitter handle, a Twitter feed here, a Burbank, my Burbank News. Something, police sirens, fire sirens, uh, uh, airships flying overhead. I go to that Twitter feed and I get news as it happens almost. No, no. No, no, no. I'm okay with the internet. I'm okay with that. But at some point, you have to be able to set it down, turn it off, and get your life done. Imagine what you could do 
if you had the willpower to shut it all off for 10 minutes, an hour, an evening, a day, a week, ah, yeah, you're going to need your emails, you're going to need your text messages. No, no, no. Communicate. Be normal. Be functional. But imagine if you didn't need to scroll aimlessly through these endless tweets, responses, and mentions. And going back to my second point of these times, a lot of that, a lot of that anger and angst and paranoia and panic and stress and, well, reasonable feelings of doubt at what's happening. All of that, actually, a lot of it can be fueled by your constant flicking of your thumb on your phone, looking for the next post, looking for the next news piece, looking for the next uh, editorial piece, the next snarky comment, the next hashtag, the next thing to burn down. And if you don't fully understand it or fully believe in it, it fuels your soul. You're getting angrier. You're getting more afraid. All that turns to suffering of some kind. Yoda ain't wrong. And then you are distracted from what you need to do, which might be just for yourself or it might be for those around you. So those are the three things on my mind. The ramblings of a man three vodkas deep talking into his computer box. I hope some of it makes sense. We're signing out for now. That's the Knapsack Files for this week. You can follow me at Ked Knapsack. We got the Patreon page, like we said, patreon.com slash the Knapsack Files. Don't forget to subscribe to me over on YouTube. I uh, got the motivation videos, encore presentations of past episodes of the Knapsack Files are being loaded on there. Occasionally put some other comedy pieces and more on the way. Is it because now, late in the game, I've decided to try out this YouTube thing? No, 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 no. But it is, well... It's pretty important to have that uh, footprint on there. So that is what I'm doing now. I mentioned my Patreon supporters. I have some high-tier supporters. We are, uh, call them my uh, Knapsack Files boardroom. And the producer and executive producers of this show, the ones who not just support me with the uh, monthly uh, donation, uh, no, no, no. We have the Knapsack Files boardroom on Discord. Uh, you go in there. I throw some ideas. I have a monthly broadcast just for you. And some big decisions about my podcasts and my brands have been made by people in this list. And they are Jason Humphreys, Pags, Alex Marriott, Kai Thatch, Kyle Gerbrandt, Zach Anderson, Donna Long, The Amazing Web, Aaron Parisian, great author, check it out, check her out at Aaron underscore the underscore author, Jonas Bergeron, Corey Morissette, who sent me a spectacular picture, a signed autograph, and I'm going to talk about this on Force Center, but I'll mention now, Corey sent me an autographed picture of General Veers in The Empire Strikes Back, that's Julian Glover, also Grand Maester Picel, uh, Game of Thrones, Walter Donovan, and much more. Thank you, Corey. Graham Bell, Kyle Harlow, David Triano had the question on tonight. My executive producers are DJ Snacks, Sir Thomas Sattal, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon, Bedore, Jacob at Legends Con, Matthew, uh, who is also Lock or Noslock, Matthew Thompson at TMP Media Productions, and Tamor Butta uh, at uh, Tamor ZB. Follow him. His brother Abdul is also a fan and uh, appreciate their support as well. I don't just say those names as a fun little aside. I say those names as people who I do lean on, who are in my Twitch stream, who are making this new era of the Nemsack Files podcast this past year 
this freelance unemployed year has been the best. I the best time I've had podcasting, and I and I want to share. I share those names every week, even when I bumble the names and bumble and stumble over their Twitter handles or their usernames on Twitch, which I never get right. It means something to me. Y'all mean something to me, and I appreciate the support. Uh, though there is another great way to support if you don't want to go to Patreon. Don't worry about that. You can just listen to the show. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, spread the word, retweet, do that. That goes a long, long way. That is it for now. That is the show. Those are the three things on my mind this week here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed.